0: Hello and welcome to the podcast with The Odd Couple. This is Siddharth here. I'm Arjun. And I'm Dr. Sheesh. Okay, so the good news is that we have a winner for Instagram contest that we ran where we asked our super fans which topic should we discuss this episode? And the winner is Tundra! Tales from Aru. Tales from Aru is her Twitter handle and Insta handle. And thank you so much, Aarti. I think this uh, topic is quite killer and we are very excited to discuss it. So, guys, the the topic that she suggested was old traditions versus new
1: traditions. Old traditions versus new traditions, as in uh, how we do traditions now as opposed to how we grew up.
0: Kind of, because... There'd be certain things that your mom and dad or your grandparents used to do. Simple things, for example, in my house, it's a tradition, let's say, during lunchtime. All the grandkids used to stand around the table and wait for my granddad to mix the rice with the ghee and papadum and everything. And he'll give each grandkid a plate to eat from. And that was a tradition which was followed and everybody loved that. So we used to look forward to that particular tradition every summer holiday. Now, if I had... Kids of my own, I've had grandkids of my own. I would love to continue that particular tradition. There was another example I'll give you in Tambram houses, as one of our Twitter friends was saying, they have a tradition where their mothers and grandmothers, in front of the gas stove with the rice flour, they'll draw a small rangoli, just a design of a star in front of the gas stove.
2: Yeah, I remember we used to have this uh, after church, we used to go to a restaurant, and generally breakfast used to be like a restaurant. How oh, we do like a long drive on Sundays to Mahab and, and get a idli vada from that Mamalapuram hotel. You remember that? It was probably the only thing at the end of Mamalapuram. Oh, Mamala Resort. Mamala Resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Dr. Sheesh, how far is your church that you go to Mamalapuram to have vada?
2: <laughs> <laughs> if we went to Mamalapuram, it was usually like an evening drive and thing. If not, it was usually some type of restaurant. Just to clarify your point. Siddharth Uni. But uh, there are a lot of traditions which are culturally there within us. Like what I noticed very weirdly in this pandemic was the fact that uh, we reverted back to a lot of traditions which were there. Now I remember early on when people used to drink from a glass, they would always pour it up and wouldn't touch their lips or when they come home they would generally uh, wash their feet outside the house and the bathroom used to always be outside the house never used to be inside the house so they probably have a bath everything before they come in and then they have dinner and stuff like that and i noticed that once this pandemic started that a lot of us are pretty much doing that now i'd come back home and literally leave everything at the doorstep and then go straight to the bathroom have a bath and uh, when i'm outside now and i have and really need to drink water, I try to avoid drinking water. But if I have to, I would drink it the way we used to do it the old ways. So are we reverting to something which was there before? And with those traditions actually hold real value, and we just lost it along the way.
0: What you mentioned, some of them are actually customs and not traditions. But there's a fine line, like elements of our culture and society, there is certain customs. Yes, I think we are reverting back to the older traditions. Because most old traditions are usually rooted in some kind of logic. Now, the earlier example which I gave of drawing a design of a star with rice flour in front of the gas stove. Now, I've never heard or seen that until somebody tweeted. And when she tweeted it, I was like, oh, this is the first time I'm seeing it. And they're like, no, this is normal in a Tambram family. His, her mother, her grandmother and generations together, they used to do that. Which got me thinking, why did they do that? My common sense dictates that probably it is to attract the ants away from the food so that there is something for the ants to eat than going and attacking the sugar or the jaggery or any leftover food might be there.
2: You know, one of my friends was actually telling me sometime back, like this whole logic of putting uh, that lemon underneath your car wheel. For drishti, yeah. Apparently it was not for drishti. Oh, he was telling me that farmers used to do it to their cows. So when they used to get like a new cow and stuff like that, they would put it under the hoof of the cow and press it down so that the citric acid would coat the hoof and so it wouldn't pick up. Oh, you mean when you get a new car, there's a
0: custom of driving the car over a piece or lime. Oh,
1: interesting. For me, most of the traditions I remember were all festival Led traditions like for Vishu, which is Manalam New Year, get up at 5 in the morning, go to eyes closed straight to see the uh, idol, open your eyes up, and then there's money on that uh, plate, and then you get and you just love that festival because you used to always get cash on. You. Yeah, so the
0: the tradition over there is that the elder people needs to pay money to the younger folks. So when we were kids, it was the best festival because you're rich. But I don't dare go to Kerala now during Vishu because I'm older now and I need to shell out money to the younger kids now.
1: Totally. One difference I've noticed fine when you were kids because and now suddenly your uncle and these days it's 500 bucks and 1000 bucks, man. (laughs) it's like frightening
0: 5 rupees 10 rupees was like a treasure chest for us
1: now these days I just say oh but you know what it's supposed to be a token it's only after all it's a token and I get away with that shit
0: just to clarify for the viewers people often get Confused between heritage, culture, and tradition. Yes. Custom and tradition is very closely linked.
2: I think it's an amalgamation of everything is what tradition is. You know.
0: Yes. So heritage, is you say, oh, this is a UNESCO heritage site. So it could be an extremely old, either a naturally occurring landscape like the great barrier reef it's a national heritage site for aussies it could be even something which is indigenous uh like aboriginal uluru rock which is there in australia and then there's something more historic right like taj mahal is a it's 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 a heritage site then you have culture so if you look at culture, it comes from heritage. So you can look at heritage as a piece of land. Culture is the crop that you grow on that land. And tradition would be, how did you grow that crop? It'd be like, oh, we'd harvest and there's a song that we sing around the harvest festival. All those things becomes a tradition.
1: Wow, what an analogy. Too much.
0: What is a tradition? It's basically a set of things or habits or... Uh, like storytelling or a meal or a festival or what you do within that, which you pass on from one generation to the next. That is what tradition is. That's the bottom line of it. Now, the point is the next
2: generation, are they taking it forward? Are they creating new ones? What I feel is that in the old days, whatever we know of the tradition, I don't think it was started without reason. The whole point about them drinking water the way they did or them standing outside and washing their feet, it all had some scientific relevance. Now, we know in the early 90s, when there was a pandemic before, uh, people had their own set ways at that period of time to control it. They were wearing masks, they were doing stuff. Probably there was a pandemic way before and the community at large learned that they needed to have these small customs and traditions of doing things this certain way and that stuck with them through their whole generation and passed from one to the other until it was used for other immoral practices also where casteism came inside and then you'd say this cup is not for us because, you know, they work in the field, they might carry diseases. We'll keep a separate cup for them. And so, you know, it takes on a different shape. I agree with you. Actually, the older traditions
0: are usually rooted in some kind of logic, which, as you said, there might have had some widespread disease or a pandemic, if not a pandemic, at least an epidemic of sorts, which that particular region might have been facing. And that led to a certain customs and rituals, whether it's religious or non-religious, it might be family oriented or a particular village oriented. But there are certain traditions which were based on ignorance also. Because they didn't know better back then and hence they did something like this. A classic example is when women are in their menstrual cycle, olden days back in the nomadic days, due to the smell of blood, it used to attract animals. So the tribal practice was they'll send the women into the forest or a separate tent, but far away from the tribe or the settlement. Now after five days, if she comes back, And the animals haven't got to her, it's fine.
2: Shut up. You're making
0: this up. I'm not making this shit up. I
1: can understand if they sent them away or kept them closeted for protection, not like, okay, go get eaten.
0: (laughs) That is exactly what I'm coming to. In very traditional societies in India, the girl who's on their menstrual cycle are kept locked up at home in a separate room. Okay, they have a separate plate, they have a separate thing completely. So that particular tradition is rooted in ignorance a tribal practice which is about a tribe's collective survival versus one person being eaten by animals because of the smell of blood which made sense back then but you blindly follow these traditions even today and that leads to subjugation of a woman is also not right and there's a lot of these generations now who understand and identify that there's a certain tradition which is rooted in ignorance and they will no longer follow that and treat their children like that. And hence, there's a different way that tradition is taken forward or probably the tradition is even destroyed and hopefully forgotten over time because it's rooted
2: in ignorance. So I saw this um, this thing on Quint or Brute or something like that, you know, that local program which comes. And there's this girl who was talking about a tradition in Haryana apparently where if a couple falls in love, they can be honor killed. They have these um, kap Panchayat. I mean, our Supreme Court and our law does not support any of it, but... It exists apparently and they have actually safe houses in Haryana to protect these couples who get married over there and go over there. So when they were talking to the people, like there was a young boy who was killed. He was 18 years old and he ran away with a 15 year old girl apparently. Okay, accepted it's wrong and the girl's age is too young. But having said that, they killed that boy and that girl. And when this reporter is asking that man about, do you feel bad about this? He was like, no, my son did something which is wrong. So it's rooted in their tradition that, you know, you are not allowed to have a love marriage. You have to be married by checking your gotra, your, your astronomical signs, everything. And only parents can get you married. It has to be within the caste and you can't marry outside the caste. Yeah. And funnily, there was another couple in that safe house who were both Dalits. But within the Dalit, they were not the same caste apparent. And they were also running away. So so there are things like that also which exist. Yeah, there are some really extreme traditions like the example which Dr. Shish gave
0: and example which I had given earlier, which absolutely is rooted in either ignorance or societal pressure or uh, rooted in the evils of the caste system.
1: No,
2: again, Sid, I don't think they're all rooted in ignorance and things. I think there was always some reason at some point of time for something. They just lose their relevance, but people are stuck in that tradition or that custom. My point is that they follow it because of they lost
0: the perspective of why it was followed. Correct. And they're ignorant about the tradition and hence it's mutated into the form of tradition that it is which it probably wasn't conceived to be like that. Yeah. Even patriarchy by itself is a tradition. Correct. Because... Either is it a power play or it's subjugating women into the house, doing only household work. There are different forms of patriarchy where they don't allow the wives to work or study further. And then it goes generation to generation and you bring up the kids accordingly. And that's something which we discussed in an earlier podcast. Also, the upbringing also changes. Where the sons are given preference, the daughters are asked to stay at home, there are curfews and stuff like that. That becomes traditional. like They say, no, that's how it happens in our household.
2: I'll give you a good example of this patriarchal tradition, you know, which is in, in Italy, I think in uh, the 1950s and stuff like that, there was this tradition where, I mean, it's not a tradition, it was the law which said that if Somebody is uh, raped. It's against the morals, but not against the person. So, the girl, if she was raped, then had to marry the person who raped her. Oh, you don't need to go all the way
0: to Italy. That's there. That happens in Tamil Nadu and India itself. What, really?
1: That's every 80s Tamil movie rape scene.
0: Yeah, the panchayat says, oh, you rape this girl? Fine. You need to tie the knot.
2: Yeah, I remember these Tamil movies, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of
0: Wadiwail comedy also saying, oh, how do I get this girl you like? Hey, you just rape her, they'll have to get you married to her. Which is like crazy. I mean, it's just so mind-twisting. What really? Is that movie like which they say stuff like that? whole 80s, 90s movies, 2000s movies. Really?
2: Yeah. Okay, I'll skip that part. That
0: that is a sad part. It was normalized back then. Like, if you see the series of Mad Men, Don Draper and his folks, I mean, generally slapping a, a co-worker's butt or any kind of what is considered as office sexual abuse was normal back then it was traditional I mean go one step further I still remember when I started my career in advertising it was very normal it was traditional to have a bottle and drink at your table what really? Yeah, you can smoke and drink at your desk.
1: No, I remember, I remember advertising in the early days. Yeah, I mean, not at your table, but it was fine. Friday evening, someone could just drink at your table. You could just light up just before you head back home. You'll have a few drinks in an office at the table. It was fine.
0: Having a bottle within the desk. So when you see Mad Men, it used to exist till the late 90s or even early 2000s, that used to be the norm where having a bottle at your desk, drinking after work hours, or I've had meetings where I'm sitting at the office and they pull out a glass, they pour a drink, and they light up a cigarette at the desk and you start a conversation. It was normalized, but obviously things change very quickly after that. It was under the garb of tradition that the management or the HR used to shrug it off saying it's company culture.
2: No, I think even in the medical fraternity, I think in the early, uh, I remember 90s and 2000, you know, when I was getting into medicine, at that period of time, there was a lot of this, the juniors would get uh, ragged. That itself was considered like a tradition that you come into college means you have to listen to your seniors and your seniors would tell you what to do. And, you know, my my, my wife tells me stories of, of how she was Asked to wear salwar kameez for one full year. They weren't allowed to wear jeans or a t-shirt. They have to tie their hair with two uh, ponytails. That's a soft way of thing. But then when you take it to the guys, it used to get physical. And that was under the garb of tradition.
0: But then there's certain tradition which goes out of hand after a while. Now, as you said, it's a beautiful example. Ragging is a great example where it was a great tradition and my dad used to fondly look back to the days when he went to college and he was ragged and humiliated to a certain extent. But it was only to a certain point and then they built such a bond that they are friends for life and that kind of bonding happened. But the problem which happened over the time, that this ragging, it mutated into a different avatar of it, where it was going out of hand. So you had these... Kids who are committing suicide because of ragging, they're running away or even getting beaten up or being killed by these seniors because they took the ragging too far. There is a line that you draw at every tradition and the tradition was broken by the management saying that, listen, there's no more ragging. If you rag, it's illegal. So the government stepped in and everything because it went out of hand. By the time I went to college and I did my engineering, there was no more ragging. The seniors were petrified. Like my nephew, who's at an engineering college in Tamil Nadu, they don't see their seniors. They're not allowed to talk to their seniors. The seniors are not allowed to talk to the juniors. Correct. Until they reach the second year.
1: Wow. I had no idea this was the scene now.
0: So even the juniors, even if they voluntarily go talk to a senior, the senior runs a mile because <laughs> if he gets caught talking to the junior. Oh, he's screwed. Yeah? Oh, he God. gets pulled up.
2: But you know, that's sad again because it gets taken to such an extent because you know, we have such great relationships which we formed. Like I remember when I first went abroad, I was in the first year and there was a guy in the sixth year and uh, happened to go to the same club and you know, he wanted to say that you know he was bigger than us and then one of my friends got into a fight and then it became like very physical and it ended up that we had a fight and i actually put him down i'm not lying about that so
0: we believe you dr
2: sheesh you're a badass Uh, thanks
0: quickly is it because you broke so many bones that you became a (laughs) surgeon is that
2: (laughs) (laughs) but But after that incident happened, we became such damn good friends, man. Like, it was like, okay, all right, you're cool. Yeah, but maybe it was wrong for us to even meet in such a scenario. But there are friendships which have stemmed out a bit. Sometimes it just gets pushed to really bad situations.
0: Correct. It's not about right or wrong. It's, It's about being fair. And there are limits to certain things that you take liberty with somebody else. Correct. Especially in a tradition like ragging. Whereas there's certain family traditions that we had spoken about earlier, which is very different. There are different kind of traditions. Like there's a tradition in my house. Once you have a meal, do not have a bath within 30 minutes of having a meal.
2: Yeah, we are always supposed to have a bath and then eat your food. Or you
0: wait for a half an hour or one hour and then you have a bath. And that's a tradition which probably
2: is rooted, isn't it a medical thing, Ashish? I have no idea. <laughs> you skip that chapter, <laughs> is it? I skipped that chapter in college. No, I don't know yet. But I know, you know, somehow it plays at the back of my head because if I ever eat and then go have a bath, I feel really odd. I feel like, oh, I'm so heavy. I don't know, it's just superstition or whatever. It just plays in our head.
1: Till today, I can't bring myself through that. You, When have you ever eaten a full meal and decided, oh, now I need to have a bath? No.
0: No, we use that loophole to very good effect. So in case they say, hey, listen, you haven't had a bath today. You're like, no, Amma, I just finished eating. They're like, Ha-ha. then you wait for one hour, okay? <laughs>
2: correct, correct. So,
0: certain traditions are used to as a loophole to get away from either something like having a bath.
1: So when we were talking about all of these traditions and and we were trying to find out what they were rooted in. We got to the roots of some traditions and we found, okay, some are rooted in things that are no longer valid for this time and age. Some are still fun, some are everything. But coming back to the reason for this topic was what are we doing to make new ones? We are getting rid of old traditions. We are finding out truths about relig- about old traditions that are not valid anymore, that are hurtful these days. And we are doing away with the ones that are harmful. But in terms of our generation, are we making like brand new traditions to pass down? Like in terms of ragging, what we did is we got rid of it to the extent where seniors and juniors don't mingle. But they have not put in something in place.
0: That's a sad part. So when you lose a tradition, there's definitely a void. Now, there's something which I kept being reminded is that the tradition of telling a prayer before you sleep going to a temple or or generally being a little more religious than being a little more questionable about faith that i am my mom feels that i'm losing touch with my culture and heritage because i'm not following certain traditions but I, to answer your question is there a new form of a tradition which I'm putting in place. If I had kids, yes, I would probably encourage them to ask more questions, question everything. Probably from that angle, I wouldn't force down but I would what are traditions? We, it is basically things that you subscribe to and you find solace within and you enjoy that particular tradition. Is what you will pass on to your kids also, the next generation. The things that you don't subscribe to, like It might have been ragging or it could be something like saying a prayer before I sleep. Now, is it replaced with like tit for tat? Like instead of this, I will do that. No, it'll be something completely different, which
2: is close to my heart. What about? changes in tradition which are culturally wrong are we doing stuff fast enough like i know the topic which we talked about the the me too movement or office uh, harassments which happen and stuff like that i don't know if a lot of it has changed maybe because i'm the wrong person to talk about it being of the opposite sex but at least i'm aware that there is stuff like this you know probably a generation back they didn't have the office traditions which you were talking about now is frowned upon so we are making steps but maybe probably baby steps?
1: Exactly. Maybe we're the ones who are just caught in between the period of the death of a certain this thing. We probably don't know the next generation but because this now a blank space and there is a void waiting for something to step in, the next generation will create another tradition and this will just be a distant memory where they can't even believe like oh my god there's such a thing existed in the first place. But
2: I think we created this new tradition of people working from home. This pandemic is, has changed, you know, the whole working style. There is things happening, maybe because we are, we are at, at that moment, we just don't see it. And probably maybe five or 10 years down the line, we we'll look back and we'll say, like just how we noticed the ragging, how it was before, And how it changed, right? We will notice these things a little bit more down the line, right? Exactly. And I think that's a
0: wonderful point, Ashish, where you're talking about since we are all working from home, we're stuck between four walls. We're sitting at home. We're seeing our loved ones 24-7, which becomes very hard to love sometimes. (laughs) But we get on each other's nerves. Yes, there are certain traditions which starts off as a routine or a change of routine, which eventually would over time become a tradition.
2: I think most traditions stemmed from something logical at that period of time. It gets mutated along the way and forgotten the reasons why it was there in the first place. And uh, somewhere along the line, someone has to figure out that these reasons were for something else. And we maybe don't require these traditions and probably a change is in order. Now, whether it's going to be our generation or whether it's going to be the next generation, somebody is going to do it. I
0: completely agree with you, Dr. Sheesh, that we are at a cusp of certain traditions changing drastically, like we talked about how it's the work cultures changing now working from home, that's changing the whole dynamics of the work culture and we, the way we work with our colleagues. Then there are certain traditions which is still alive, like the story of the line when you buy a new car, then you drive over it. That's something that we do. It doesn't harm anybody. It And there are new ones that we create that we don't realize is a tradition today. It is probably a routine, but it will be seen by the next generation as a tradition. And it goes forth like that. It's like me teaching my nephew the guitar. And then we get together and sing the same old Jimri songs during family get-together. And it's a traditional thing that we do.
1: I think basically what we've brought simply seen so far is most traditions have started for a good thing. They've all started on a good note to help people out. They've started based in logic and they've started maybe to help people. Everything is fine until bad people come and screw things up. So even going forward, whoever's making new traditions and the kids and our grandkids, whatever, should be aware that whatever new traditions are there could stand to be corrupted at some point because someone is always going to come along and subvert a good thing to make it a bad thing.
0: I completely agree. Let's put a general rule of thumb in case you're creating new traditions, please make it fun. If fun is the basis of a tradition, like drinking Bhang during Holi, it is a fun tradition. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. But that's a great tradition. But And it's not going to go away or get mutated into any form because everybody blitzed out their skull to think, to rethink this tradition or abuse this tradition. So I think that's a good way to go.
1: Exactly. Nobody's abused it yet. <laughs> Everyone is just... This. They
0: only abuse the tradition by doing it too much. <laughs> But I don't think it'll get mutated.
1: So a word to the wise for all you youngsters out there, for everybody who's looking forward to going and making their tradition. Like Sid says, just make sure your traditions are rooted in fun because it's very difficult for that to go wrong.
0: Okay, on that note, thank you so much for listening to The Odd Couple. We would love to hear your thoughts and the fun traditions that you have in your family or your culture. Do share it with us. I think it'll be great to share more. Do follow us on Instagram. We run really fun contests where you can win some really cool merchandise. Keep following, keep sharing, keep listening to us. Thank you so much. And Aarti, your mug is on its way. Yes, Aarti. Thank you so much again. Bye-bye.